Welcome to In the Green Room. I'm Kinga. And I'm Chet. And this is Martin. We have a special treat for you just to start off the show. Yes, we Kinga have... just met this guy, shockingly. <laughs> and uh, we heard a little too, a little bit of his song, and we wanted to share it with everybody. Well, his so name we is go. Ryan Bastman. Correct. And uh, we just met him, and we just thought this will be a fun way to, like you said... Laugh a little. Yeah, yeah actually, little. actually, in here to record this song, and now you're giving me a chance to perform it. This is wonderful. Thank oh, you. That's Yay, that's <laughs> you very Give him a little practice, a little voice warm up. Me, <laughs> me. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kinga, you, you're the mic for him. I'm the mic for the phone. And start whenever you're ready, my friend. There we go. Right, I'm excited to do this. So go. this is basically uh, about the weather here in Arizona. I mean, that's the premise, right? Okay. So summertime and, and the weather we're coming into now. So here we go. Arizona, listen to me. The weather out there this summer has been a hot mess. But life under 100 degrees is better than anything they got out there. My landscaping's always greener. Now that I have grass that's fake. We dream about double digits or jumping into a lake. I might get to wear a light jacket. Sometimes wonder what it's for. Such wonderful weather coming. Cool breezes we've waited for. Hundred degrees. Hundred degrees. It'll get better in sweater weather. Take it from me. Instead, 48, we like to play. So summer sun, please go away. Three months of moping, nine months of gloating. Hundred degrees. <laughs> Down here, all Phoenicians happy, while AC compressors blow. When summertime temps are crappy, it third degree burns my soul. But sometime around October, sometimes middle, sometimes late. But certainly by Thanksgiving, the weather is flipping great. Uh-oh, 100 degrees. There we go. 100 degrees. Family come see us. States want to be us. It's freaking sweet. Sure, in the summer we all cook. This time of year is off the hook. Population doubles. There's traffic struggles. 100 degrees. 100. There you go. 100 degrees. 100 degrees. Now in this street here, don't burn my feet here even at three. Find shade to park and take all day. Now I can motorcycle hooray. We got to cheer it. Pass me a beer. It's 100 degrees. So boot the swimsuit and store your shade top. Bust out your long sleeves so you look in shop. At last, no swamp ass grub outside the club. The heat won't delete your soul. Play golf in the day, autumn bring cool thing. We bout to go out and stay out to spring. No more burn your arse when you get in cars. And power bills get low! <laughs> this is the instrumental break where you guys are supposed to be dancing. This, uh, it sounds like more of a documentary than a parody. <laughs> yeah, it is. A, a mockumentary. A mockumentary, yeah, because yeah, I live here and all that's true. It is true. It, it fits. And here's the big finish if right, you're ready. Go. All right, here we go. You guys know this song. Come sing along. Oh, 100 degrees! 100 degrees! 100 degrees! Dropping mercury, erase your worry, and leaves fall from trees. When they say it ain't bad cause it's dry, I show them sea buckle burns on my thigh. Every snowbird here flocking a herd here, 100 degrees. All California buying a home here, 100 degrees. 
<laughs> All your weather wishes, sunbathe on Christmas, go play your soccer, still drink your water, we about to rally here in the valley, 100 degrees. <laughs> Ouch! Oh. Ouch. Well, thank you so much, Ryan. Standing, wow. Ryan. Thank, thank you. Thank how, you. Do, how, thank do, you. how do people find you? Well, it's not up yet, but you can find me, Bassman Ryan, on Instagram and Bassman Ryan. So Bass where did you Man find Ryan. out you could do such a perfect Jamaican accent? Did you like go to Jamaica? <laughs> and, like, how did you find that? That's where I come from. That's where my roots are. No, uh, I used to sing that song. I do karaoke all over the freaking valley. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the fun songs that everybody just goes nuts for. Uh, right. And so right. one day I'm literally waiting for an appointment in my car. I got 20 minutes, and I go, Under the Sea kind of sounds like 100 Degrees. Yeah, and I just is. started replacing lyrics, and 25 minutes later, I was like, oh, this is going to be fucking sweet. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. You can, you can cuss on the show. Well, thank you well, so much, Ryan. And you. we will definitely be in contact. He's, he's actually here to record the uh, his song, and I, I think King had tackled him in yes. the... Uh, yeah, in, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, you got the first uh, showing of Rendition. this Rendition. All right, so this is, we got an exclusive. But we'd love to do a future... Uh, oh, yeah, after interview. it's out. Yeah, I've, got, I've got views on sustainability, too. I'm a vegetarian, which is my big Oh, perfect. Part. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. We have lots to talk about. You have to hold this to talk. That's awesome. Yeah, very good. Oh, sorry, I was too far so away. So you're a vegetarian, so Correct. we'll do a future show about all the ways you're sustainable. That sounds great, and and... Personally, I come from a background of being a. I'm large, obviously. You can tell I'm a bigger guy. I'm an athlete, and for a long time, there what was kind not of athlete? What do you do? What don't I do? <laughs> I mean, I've done Ironman competitions. I've done hundred mile run, trail runs. Wow. I play basketball. I shoot guns on the weekend. I do all kinds of crazy stuff. Oh wow! Stuff, so. You sound like our kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> All right. Sounds, well, thank you for having me. Thank you so much, it. Ryan. Here, Look forward to getting to know you more. Bassman, cool. Bestman. Bassman, Ryan. At... Cool. Excellent. Thank you so well, much. Have a great you. recording, and we'll see you soon. Okay, deal. Okay. Awesome. Thank you All very right. much. Thank you. So and thank you, Gabe. That's right. Native Arizona. Yeah, see? Even get the <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was a great way to start off the show. Right? That was How awesome. super fun was that? Don't thank offer you. Very rarely get that kind of just a, a dive bomb in and out. Isn't that amazing? Like mm -hmm. it's so it's serendipity. Would you say that, Chet? Yeah, I wonder if he's going to have Disney come after him at all, though, because there's a reason why I've never heard a Disney song parodied before. <laughs> yeah, well, you they don't really weird, like people touching Al those Yankovic, melodies. Yeah, Weird Al Yankovic uh, kind of paved the way for that, but I know uh, he's I'm got. Fat. Yeah, I'm fat. yeah. He's gotten permission from the artist, but sometimes he doesn't. Uh, parody laws are, are different. But, yeah, Disney's a – that's a whole different beast. So I, I hope he kills it oh, personally. Yeah. <laughs> oh, another song is very funny. Oh, yeah. Very funny. It, well, and everything is true. Yes. Like but, I yeah, said. But it's positive, too. The way – if you go back to the lyrics and we listen to this again, it's very positive. I loved it. Well, yeah, it's a, it's turning something kind of negative into something fun, And funny. positive. Yeah, yeah, and very positive. And I, happy. I loved it. Yeah, like and no song about the heat would be – you know, accurate without a swamp ass line, and he included that. So, <laughs> <laughs> gotta give it the accuracy points, too. Exactly. Right. Exactly. That's what I thought. So, we've been uh, hearing about all these exciting travels. Well, but before we start, we, we need to introduce our guest. Oh, Jeanette. 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 Can you tell you. us a little bit Grab about Grab your you? microphone and point Jeanette. it right Jeanette. towards sure. you. Um, yes, Jeanette. <laughs> well, Jeanette, I want to say, has become a huge fan of our show. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I've been so uh, blessed because I was in a couple places where 
somebody said, oh, somebody was telling me about your show. And I was actually with uh, my sister. And and then I said, well, oh, who, who's this fan? And then uh, she you know, went and looked and she goes, oh, it's Janae. And I go, oh, Janae. <laughs> so, and, and Janae, Janae has all these different um, ideas for future shows with people yes. that she wants to bring on, which is exciting. Wonderful. Very yes. much so. Well, welcome. Yes. Finally glad to meet you. Thank you. Well, I was actually a longtime resident of the Valley. Uh-huh. And um, then... Took a break, and and I also reside part time in Santa Fe, New Mexico, which is a green living place. They're trying pretty hard up in New Mexico. But the do you think it's more so than Arizona? Very much so. Oh yeah. Uh, Oh really? Well, uh, you know the movie The Milagro Beanfield War. Robert Mm Redford really explains Mm. about New Mexico's long-standing history of of Mm. being an agricultural state Mm -hmm. and the irrigation Mm -hmm. issues and water issues. They have much more difficult water issues than we do. It's not publicized at all, but they've implemented a lot of different things. So what are the positive ways that you are very sustainable? Uh, Well, we have a really great composting program, not only with the city of Santa Fe, but Mm -hmm. also with some private entity foundations Mm -hmm. that have an educational Mm -hmm. farm that youth can go and be part of many different programs throughout the summer and fall um and i myself you know partake in it as well and it's it's been a beautiful thing to like have like this much trash each week versus what we might mm-hmm. since i too am a vegetarian <laughs> so the majority of my food is fruit vegetables yeah, yeah. and so and there is some waste to that you've got the peels yeah. and some of the stalks and things like that so and then you can compost but especially if exactly. you juice That's i can compost oh you can compost okay, it. Yeah. what is the meal that you have if you feel like you know you just worked out or something you need a lot of energy what is the meal you eat because good question well i try to do days where i go vegetarian and literally by the second meal after the second meal i'm craving m- protein already like mm-hmm. meat already yeah. um like i don't know my muscles just crave it cuz i work out a mm-hmm. lot too but i like, we'll try to do vegetarian as long as possible. And two to three meals is my maximum well, before I for, start just getting these headaches. For the level of activity that you're at, um, there's there's several, like what, like Ryan was actually talking about, there's several power lifters uh, that uh, are ve- vegetarian. And they talk about, like, they have to, you have to create a whole protein. Like, a, you know, rice and beans, beans is a whole protein. And right. so there's certain combinations, combinations of food that you've got to figure out that gives you a whole protein. And then you won't feel that. Interesting. And, well, and do you know some, do you have some yeah, of his and ideas? I think, and I think also, too, one thing you have to remember is that um, it's a process. Yeah. Uh, you know, you really can't go from, you know, you know, eating animal protein, you know, like a heavy, maybe mm-hmm. not even that heavy, but fish, you know, whatever, animal protein, to vegetarian. I think it's a process, and I think that your body needs to adjust. And I don't really think, like Michael Pollan, who's one of the foremost, you know, written many, many books on this subject, I think that it's important that, that we all need to recognize not Everybody needs to be a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. It's just we don't need to eat, you know. As much as I basically do. just do it right. to try to, uh, you know, flush my system yeah. and do it kind of like a little mini cleanse. I love that. You know, less sure. cholesterol going in. Absolutely. It's, mm-hmm. You know, good for your. So is this one meal a week stuff, or so. one meal? How often do you do this? Um, I mix it in kind of often. Mm-hmm. Like, See, like what? What? Like uh, actually, for breakfast today, I had a like you know fruit bowl. I didn't. Right. I have still not had. Zero meat. I've been vegetarian so far today. Well, what, <laughs> but I'm craving <laughs> steak right now. And so, I wait. think also, too, though, is that I'm a big firm believer in juicing. And you know, I grew mm-hmm. up in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And I thought everybody had a juice bar because just that's how my life was growing right. up in a college town. And I think that green juice 
you know, with turmeric, with some ginger, you know, with, but go heavy on, you know, the green juice. And once you start that process, because it wasn't always easy for me too. I, you know, kind of grew up mixed, you know. Yeah, Midwest girl. You probably had, you had your your share of potatoes and meat. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, but also being half French and half Scottish, you know, our family really, we weren't. That's a different cuisine, right? There was a lot more fish in our diet Mm -hmm. than, you know, heavy meat, but, you know, certainly was there growing up there. But I think there's ways that you can circumnavigate and try to keep, like, the low glycemic, like... Well, yeah, I want to stay yeah. omnivore. Like, I, want, I love, sure, uh, sure. you know, having meat and steak and fish. But sure. uh, I want to work in more days of being vegetarian. But whenever I try to do a full day of vegetarian, I always get a headache by dinner time because... Yeah. I mean, and why not just do, like, a, like breakfast or lunch? Or tofu. Well, tofu that's what I'm saying. Good. If Chick I could peas. find... Tofu never no, leaves me satisfied, sadly. No, is. and I tr- I've tried beans. Like I try to do Lots it all, but it's yeah. right. It's, it's, like a full it's a combination, but it's okay. a combination of the rice and beans. Because if you just have the beans, uh, which it, it's filling, but it doesn't have all the, the necessary building blocks to turn it into a full protein, which is what your body's craving. So, so if you have rice, rice too, and, yeah, and, so and what about a little cheese? Yeah. Well, cheese is the fat, and that's okay too. Sure. But specifically, you're looking for protein yeah. uh, because you're you're looking for bo- body mass, and that's and that's, what that's I, why you've got to do the combinations of of uh, vegetables to hit all the proteins, and that's why you have a headache because you're going into ketosis, and that's a right. whole different show. Yeah. So I want to find a combination to be able to start doing these uh, cleanses, you know, for like three days instead of just two or three meals. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? then it would be way more long-lasting effects and, you know, a real reset for my gut health and stuff like that. Well, so, you can uh, contact I think, Janine. Yeah, and I think it's important to focus on the green juices, you know, because that's the problem also. Mm-hmm. If you're drinking, if you're eating tons of fruit, and that's why, you know, I think it's all really good with, you know, the, the bowls and, and this sort of thing, but it's all sugar. I mean, and, and it's all good sugar for the most He's, part. I'm not yeah, going to say Janae's yeah. age, but she looks so much younger than she is. She <laughs> looks like, amazing. Oh, no, no, no. no I mean, you just you're right. She does look like Renee Russo. That's what oh, I was saying. Yeah, so she sure. does. Thank you. Well, that's a compliment. What was the name of that movie um, with the Cra- Thomas Crown Affair? Yes. Oh, yeah. I fell in love with yes. her. How could you not? Yes. Both oh, yeah. Of them. Both oh, of them. Gosh. Exactly. Oh, but we're going to do another show on biohacking, and we'll talk. We'll come oh, back to that. That'll be that fun. I would I've love to hear about that. I've been a big fan of that, and I've been doing oh. that, and it's available to us right here in okay. Phoenix, Scottsdale. So we'll come back to that. Sweet. Absolutely. We will do that. So we want to hear a lot about. Martin's trips right. and how he, you know. I have been on a lot of adventures in the last three weeks. That and we want to hear sure. about Gold Rush and yeah, for sure. music and traveling. Yeah, yeah. Both of you have been everywhere. Mm-hmm. You've been ubiquitous. Well, I'll start and then I'll, I'll throw it to yes. Chet. But, uh, yes. So I, I've um, started the Whirlwind Tour. Uh, my wife and I drove to California and we spent a week in Sonoma, uh, right in mm-hmm. Geyserville and Healdsburg. And just had a ball. Uh, we, uh, my friend, has a winery there, Mercury Wine, who which we the, love. That's yeah, the glasses that we're drinking. Mercury, right there, Mercury. Mercury Wine. Um, nice. And just drank an enormous amount of wine and ate non-vegetarian food because he's mm-hmm. a he's more of a meat eater. Oh, that's uh, but I had but I had a lot of amazing um, uh, vegetarian meals as well. I call call myself a chooseitarian. Sure. I'm mostly vegetarian, but I. I dabble in other other things, but I, I just good stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But I thought right. you said on this trip you ate more meat than you. Usually I did. Eat in a whole I did, but year. it was amazing meat in a whole right. year. Yeah, right. yeah, probably. Yes. Well, we had steaks and we had you know just farm a, raised farm raised stuff. Oh, you know. this, all, most of it's local raised. It's very sustainable and it just tastes different and it doesn't affect me like 
you know, process store bought stuff does. I mean, th- right. these people brought the pig in and did, you know, chopped it up for, for the food. They didn't, it didn't come from right. LA quality, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, the quality food, is amazing you know, in up that there. Areas. And Pop just the a ton of friends came in. Uh, there's probably 50 people that I knew, have known over the last 10 years because we, we've been working this uh, wine event with, with uh, Brad uh, Beard, the wine What maker. is the wine event? So it's a blending party. It's only available for uh, uh, the, the, his club members. So who, you have to pay a, a monthly fee? Or well, it's a, it's a, uh, it, he sends out shipments three or four times a year, and then mm-hmm. you just have to purchase the shipment, and but you become a club member. So you, it's it's – a guarantee that you're going to get some type of, of wine from him. How much is that a month, and how many wines do you get? Um, he's got a three-box, a six-box, and a full case, which is 12. And what do you get? And it ranges. Um, well, I buy stuff by the case, so it, the the uh, the club memberships are actually too small for me. I want one case of Sal Blanc and a case of Viognier and a case of that. So I, I buy by the case, So I, I but mm-hmm. I still get the club member discount because I buy so much wine. Um and then all of my friends are uh, wine club members, and some of them get the three packs, and some of them get the twelve packs. It just depends on where they are, but mm-hmm. um, it can ra- it can range because he's got wines anywhere from say twenty five to a hundred dollars. Uh, so, and you can mm-hmm. pick and choose what you want. He doesn't limit you and make you take a certain thing. He he lets you build your own case, basically. And so, it's been a few years since we've done a show with him. We need to get him here on the show. It is. I've been trying to get him here. Okay. Um, he was here actually last weekend, which I was going to talk about, and then he's supposed to be here in December. And I, I, I've already talked to him about trying to get yeah. him in here and, and chat with you. But uh, he's um, anyway. Maybe so, December. So the wine, so the the wine blending party is we bring we had forty two teams competing and they're usually two people, to two to three people on a team, and they compete for uh, Brad making a cask of wine and they get mm-hmm. to sign it and their signature and their name is on the bottle for the following year. It's called the Cru C R U, and that's uh, their wine that their name on it. They don't get it, but they get discounts and things like that. But they get their name on it, so it's a lot of bragging rights, and. We put out four different varietals. We don't tell anybody what they are. So it might be Merlot one year, Malbec one year, Cabernet Sauvignon, uh, Cabernet Franc. Every year it's a little bit different. But he didn't want any to bias anyone, so he doesn't tell them what it is until the very end. And so they taste it, and then they we give them these little col- uh, uh, cylinders that, where they can mix the wine and give us a formula. And then Sherry and I are in the back, and we're making 42 formulas as fast as we can, <laughs> flying. Uh, and it's catered, and it's in, you the, win it's in the this forest. Because if you win this mixing, what do you, what's the prize? The prize is that you get the, your name on the bottle. That's a big deal. And so he just, makes 25 cases of that. And, like, some people will buy them and give them away as, as Christmas presents. Oh, that's cool. Um, some people will just, I mean, some of the blends are so amazing. Like, the wine club members who were there want it. Uh, right. Because they remember, because they remember how good the wines were that uh, that afternoon. So it's really a cool event, uh, and it, the it, it, people from all over the country in every walk of life. Uh, it, I mean, they've got executives from Apple and Google, and they've got nurses and doctors, and they've got lawyers. I mean, it's just sure. all different. Of to words, I would yeah, imagine, absolutely, right? and it's just it's just so much fun, and. Um, and, you know, we're getting to – we've been there, like I said, for the last uh, probably 10 or 11 years. And so we, we know some people in town. We know all these folks. And so it's just like a just a, like a homecoming every year, which is just so it's much amazing. fun. And then – And where exactly is Geyserville? Like in, Geyserville, in relation to like, like San Napa Fran- and so, Sonoma? So you've got the coast, you have Sonoma, and then you have Napa. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, San Francisco's here, and if you drive straight north for about an hour, you're going to hit Healdsburg, and in about another 15 minutes is Geyserville. And that's so right close to San away. Santa Rosa. Right, yes. It's yeah. pretty oh, much okay. heaven okay. on earth. And, and as far as... Have uh, you been there? Oh, my best friend lives in Healdsburg. Oh, yeah, we were my just talking about that earlier. master sommelier in Healdsburg. Yeah, one of her I best friends probably friends. knows Brett. Oh, he has to yeah. know, because he was also here. He, in the 80s, and you know, he ran the Golden Swan at the Hyatt mm-hmm. when that was oh, wow. you know, the big... I He's, will bet money they know You have. You've met, you know, and other connections. But... The resorts in this area mm-hmm. are about as decadent, oh yeah, you know, adult playgrounds mm-hmm. as they get. Mm. Um, well, that's where Brad got his appreciation for wine. Here, he worked for I think the Scottsdale Princess or one one of the big, sure. you know, and and that's and became the wine buyer, and then became a wine buyer for somebody else, and traveled the world buying wine for these decadent places, and then this and learned while he was there, he would learn from the winemaker how they made the wines and why things tasted a certain way. So he really used that time to learn. And then uh, along the way, he discovered that he had a super palate. So he can pick out things that most people can't. And then he can remember them. He can can remember Mm, what a... A wine tasted like five that he tried five years ago. It's it's amazing. My friend David Bedford is like similar. That as well. Yeah, I don't even know. I mean, he can talk about wine from mm-hmm. you know. It's just it's amazing, and 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 really has a gift of speaking in layman's terms, not yes. without you know. There's always this mystique, this air. We actually work together, and we're involved in a cooking school and a wine shop in up in North Scottsdale in oh, the mid to late fun. '90s, and we had a whole lot of fun when there were so many great independent chefs mm-hmm. in this town, and we had them all. They were all part of. Um, with Barb Fenzelpool and part of uh, you know this amazing thing that we did. So he has that gift of being able to communicate without making people feel uncomfortable. Because we've all been, you know, gone out to a great restaurant mm-hmm. and somebody knows and has had Silver Oak. And, and mm-hmm. they order like, they keep ordering the same bottle of wine. That's like, no, let's try something different. <laughs> yeah, it is true. We yeah, know but, you know that. And right, we you know what I mean. Right. And that, whatever. And we know it's, it's delicious. It's a right. safe Fresh chase. It's, right. It's, yeah, but I, I'm with you. I like to try new things, Absolutely. try different wines. And that's one of the things I like about the smaller blenders like Brad and you know <laughs> the other amazing winemakers out there is that they're, they're, they try different things. You know, he, he did uh, – he mixed a, a Chardonnay with a Cabernet, like 75-25, and mixed them together as a rosé. And mm. a lot of the other winemakers were like, oh, that's ridiculous because right. you have to make a rosé this way. It was one of the my one of my favorite rosés. It was so good. And he put it in a barrel together. So it got What's it called? Is there a name for it? Uh, well, it was the uh, – it was the Freddy Rosé. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, Freddie was his uh, was was his wine dog for many years. He just, sadly just passed. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the wine's named after Freddie. Oh, yeah. okay. Did I try that at the – I'm sure fundraiser you, dinner that we no had. not that not that one okay. um, that one came and gone very quickly that was so good yeah because he he only makes fifty to hundred cases right. of each thing it's a small right. it's a and small then he starts with something yeah yep. that's well, cool well I think it, well, we uh, I think there's a trip on order here with some right. all um, from Miss Kinga all in. of us I'm as in. you know we can all are do you in Jack? I am in yeah, yeah it sounds fun you and the, the food there the food there is crazy good yeah and and there is there is a lot of opportunities there needs to be more opportunities for music i I bring my guitar up there and you know we'll play at a at a tasting or whatever just to add a little you know flair oh why didn't you get chad to dj he could have been up there absolutely i don't think it's the right yeah it's a a little different dj oh yes it is acoustic music's way better for wine tasting. it is it is now after the wine tasting in the club yeah for sure i disagree i like that's why you're not a dj it, no, DJ it, knows where to play the right music. That's right. No, but if you if you like to dance while you're drinking wine, which I do, yeah, most people are going to those uh, vineyards though to 
have like intricate experience with tasting mm-hmm. the wine, not to like be dancing. No. That's afterwards, true. I think I agree with mm-hmm. Martin. I think yeah. afterwards, yeah. and this is a you know a pet peeve of mine. You know, having been um, involved in the hospitality industry a long, long time ago, and then working um, in. You know, and being a, a participant at many, many different, you know, fairs, events, one of the things I really feel that especially with, with proper, you know, luxury hotels is there's no music. Mm-hmm. I mean, this Same was you, music. you know, piano, piano bar music, anything. jazz. I mean, a little you know, guitar. Yeah, anything. But yeah, I'm with you. I, music is a, is a big part of all of our lives. That's and, why it's super exciting that now Arizona has this, um, some festivals coming right. here, like the uh, Gold Rush. How was that? Oh, it was, it, was happened. it was a lot of fun, yeah. It was a great time. Well, do you have anything like exciting to tell us about that experience? Well, um, it was just a ton it was of a fun. Three day, right? Three days. No, no, it was just two days. Just two but days. Um, where's it at? It was at Phoenix Raceway. Oh, and uh, oh, nice. yeah, was, the headliners were like uh, Tiesto and Zoo. Um, so big deal. Really big mm-hmm. headliners. I mean, huge um, deal. <laughs> yeah, it was a ton of fun. Sounds great time. Like and yeah, you performed? Like, you performed? Yeah, okay. yeah. Every time I get to play at a festival, it just makes me excited for the next one and make new mm-hmm. songs for the next one. So, I uh, really like Alice in so Wonderland. Cool. How is she able to take that name, Alice in Wonderland? Um, because it's a, it's not spelled the same. Right. Oh, that's yeah. That's why. Really? So smart. Got it. And also, it's a, and also, it's a different medium. It's not a movie or TV show. It's mm-hmm. music. Yes. Oh, okay. So that makes sense. Multiple reasons. If she tried to make a movie called Alice in Wonderland and spelled it that way, then Disney could probably, you know, come after her. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I really like that. And then obviously you were my favorite. And then um, what was the Maximo? Uh, there was a DJ. Uh, I think you were you were behind the scenes getting food because you're one of the stars. But I was with Rachel and. Uh, Owen and some of the friends, and we were listening to a DJ from uh, San Diego, Maximo, and he was just well, great. It's, it's it's ironic you actually brought up Alice in Wonderland because so during her set, she like called out one of the VIP groups that were in the front. She was like, "You guys should get up and dance. Like, you guys paid all this money to get like the best seat in the house. You guys are fucking sitting down. Like, get up and dance." Right. And it was like clearly like playful and funny. Like, I didn't think right. she was being an asshole. There's all these people online like. Trying to call for her to get canceled, like saying that she's like entitled and like being mean to her fans. I was like, these people are so sensitive nowadays. It's preposterous. She was literally making a joke, like right, right, saying like, like get come up and on, dance. Guys, like, yeah. yeah. And there's all these people that are like, oh, that's so rude, and like all this stuff is so preposterous. <laughs> what? How ridiculous. sensitive people are nowadays. Uh, yeah, well, she was being funny. Even bad her performance was great. Everybody else was getting up and dancing, so right. they were the only people that were laying down. So right. I mean, and either way, she was still being funny about it. She wasn't actually mean to them. But so. I have to be on her side. Completely. I'm 100% on her side. I'm 100% on her side. She was just being side. funny. She was like saying, get up and dance. Let's go. But like, even if right. she wasn't being That's funny. That's the DJ's job is to get everybody to dance. I think right. it's annoying if you're listening to that music and you're just standing there like this. Oh. like, And, I, and you it's see some people doing it. It's hard to, well, it's it's hard hard to so imagine. Those people that have those tables in the front pay like tens of thousands of dollars to be there. So they mm-hmm. should be able to do what they want. Well, sure. Yeah, because they're but supporting her in a it's massive still, way. It's still mm-hmm. part of the show. Like, I, yeah. I went to the mm-hmm. uh, this puppet theater uh, recently that was yeah. hilarious. And, and they were making fun of the audience and, like, you know, <laughs> right. that was, yeah. part, that was right. part of the show. Yeah, and right? it's like normal rock star stuff to say, like, get yeah, up and dance. absolutely. There was all these people online saying, like, she's so entitled, like, trying to tell <laughs> people what to do. It's like, no, that's being a performer. That's being a rock star. Is your right. job is to get do, the crowd that's going. That's cool. Yeah, yeah it was unbelievable that there was all this... 
all these people online that were upset about it. I was like, you guys. Well, I hope it makes her. Their fans lives more must passionate. be really easy if they think yes. that that's yes. a big that's deal. a problem. Being told to get up and dance is so yeah. scathing. Like, was, well, we have the Lensing Theater in downtown Santa Fe. We get mm-hmm. wonderful music in, and a lot of it is music that you can get up and dance. And it's a beautiful. It's like the Orpheum. You know, it's just a classic, beautiful, you know, mm-hmm. gem of a, mm-hmm. of a of a of a just of a venue. Um, and that's part of the reason why I don't like to go because like, oftentimes I'll go and stand like in the back or up in the balcony and I'm always like, oh, you have to go sit down. It's like, why do I have to go sit down? Mm-hmm. I want to dance. I want to oh, so move. they don't let you dance at that venue? No, they do Oh, yeah, not there's... Let, that's yeah. bizarre. Yeah. That's so strange. To, yeah, yeah, you have to sit in like in I've your been, chair and like, you know... Yeah. Why would you, you know, go to that venue then? Yeah, and there, you know, I mean... Not we, twice. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's a beautiful and it's, you know, not all of the music is... You know, yeah. that's maybe not sort of dance music, but still, the whole point is mm-hmm. that's a long time, two and a half hours, which, you know, a lot of the shows oh, are. No, I want to dance. Well, well even yes. music that's not necessarily dance music makes me want to move. Yeah, Like, I saw the Eagles back in March, and, you know, oh, I was yeah. swaying the whole time. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, you know, right. dancing or raging, but you're still dancing a little bit. And I think it's ridiculous for a venue to not allow Well, it. I, I love that wild. you say that because I had great seats uh, to not this last Eagles, but the Eagles before that. Uh, I actually went with the Fosters. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I went with the Fosters, which sadly, um, everybody say a prayer for him. He's Bill actually passed away. Did you oh, know that? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm away. sorry to hear that. Yeah, he was on our show a couple times. But anyway, um, he uh, took me and my sister, and we uh, we were in like the third row at the Eagles. And there were these people behind us that sat down the whole time. But I wanted to dance. Right. And so he tapped me on my shoulder and said, oh, could you sit down? Mm-hmm. And for a little bit, I sat down and I thought, no, I'm here. Everybody else around us is dancing. Right. He wants to sit down. Well, sorry, yeah. I'm going to get up and dance. Right. And I did. I did. And I enjoyed it. And, mm-hmm. you know, 80% of the crowd was dancing and, and standing up. Yeah, if you want to sit down and have nobody in front don't of you, don't go. sit in the first row. Watch a video at home. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, watch sit a video. in the first row. <laughs> well, I grew yeah. up. And nobody's going to be in front of you. Exactly. You can't bitch about we it. We went to the original music festivals, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, especially all over this country. But in Michigan, we had, mm-hmm. there were like fields. I saw Dave Mason, you know, Peter, I mean, all the great old, uh, you know, I mean, I was 12 when I went right. to my first concert, you know, because it wasn't like, yeah, of course, people were indulging, but it was not anything, you know, dangerous. We weren't certainly mm-hmm. as So when kids. you go to Chesney well, Show, are you going to be dancing? I am absolutely going to be dancing. <laughs> yeah, to I the, hope so. To your point, uh, I went from Geyserville to uh, Joshua Tree Music Festival. Fun. Uh, so oh we spent uh, four days there, and there were tons of kids running around. A lot of them had headphones on. Uh, what the was the artists, main age group? Um, I would say probably 50 and older was the main age group, but there yeah. was definitely like families there with younger kids and they're also like, you know, generations. Okay. Um, there were definitely younger people there, um, but but they brought their kids. And uh, uh, Joshua Tree Music Festival is just an amazing thing. Uh, have you heard of it, Chet? Jo- yeah. yeah, Joshua Tree. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Joshua Tree is just beautiful. And it's at a, an RV and campground, this, this festival. Mm-hmm. And you have the bowl, and the bowl has two stages, and then they have kind of food trucks that are lined up that are amazing. Right. And, uh, and I would say we it's— We didn't have any of that. <laughs> right, right. Um, and it's world music. I mean, we saw bands from Africa, Latin right, America, right. England, uh, all over the United States, uh, some local bands, because Joshua Tree right. is a huge really hub for artists. Indie musicians. Yeah, and... uh, indie musicians. And so we just saw some amazing— but Musicians from all over the world. All over the world. Yeah. And all different well, kind what, of music Gold- Styles. Was too. Yeah. 
And so mm-hmm. that was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. Just got to see some just amazing acts. Uh, uh, the High Step Society, I think, was probably one of my favorites. It's about I don't know. I don't know how many people were up there. Fourteen horns, and they're just oh, wow. real like Pete Martinez. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. yeah, just really amazing music, um, and uh, great you know crowd work, that kind of thing. Uh, and mm-hmm. again, you know, just having that family friendly. There's only Absolutely. about twenty five hundred people that that go, and there's it's camping. You can get an RV and that kind of thing, but it's kind of in the middle of nowhere in the I middle of the go. desert. Yeah. You would have to you would have to get a, an, an RV. I don't think right. you would like. Oh, I, no. I don't think you would like tent camping. Oh no, I, I like RV. <laughs> well, auto camp is a property I have have a little bit of uh, knowledge and mm-hmm. was involved with, which is a uh, they take the um, trailers, you know, like the the old yeah, the, airstreams, yeah. and mm-hmm. you know, and they have them all over the country now. They're building them. We actually oh. financed a couple of their projects. So, and it's yeah, they do cold. that there at, at right. GTM. Yeah, they've right. got the, the yeah repurposed old. These ones are tricked out. Like, oh yeah, like, oh, inside it's beautiful. Oh, yes. You never said what your what your actual business is. Sure. Uh, well, at the, at the for the last 15, 20 years or so, I've worked in commercial real estate mm-hmm, and finance, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but in a creative way. Uh, everything I try to do has a little creative edge in it. So I've worked in a lot of hospitality and then some just plain old boring stuff. But mm-hmm. actually, uh, Chet, your dad would really uh, like to meet her. Yes. Okay. Have to make that introduction. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. Because we'd love to be more involved in projects here in the valley. You know, mm-hmm. I had a lot to do with things in the '90s, late '90s, and then, mm-hmm. you know, some we've done some projects. You know, I'd like to do more, even though I think we have a little bit of overdevelopment in our beautiful state of Arizona at the moment. But that train isn't stopping anytime soon. So absolutely, mm-hmm. it's it's not stopping. And uh, I mean, everywhere you look, there's high rise apartment buildings, there's new homes. I mean, it's uh, it's just amazing the growth that's happening here. So do you think that we're just going on the up now? Or because I've heard some people say we're going down, but I think we're going up. I think you're still going to go up. Yeah. I think the job mm-hmm. creation in mm-hmm. Arizona and the demand, um, I think that has a lot to do with it. And that one of the things that you would hope would be the great byproduct of all of this is with people converging from all over, mm-hmm. um, particularly, you know, let's say people from the West Coast and people from you know, wherever, that the demand for healthier food, restaurants, the mm-hmm. demand well, one for thing that music. Or not enough music. people are talking about is the demand for water. Yeah, like, yeah. Literally our most essential resource. Yes. There's like so oh, many more million uh, people that are projected to be moving to the southwest mm-hmm. the next, like, five years. And we're, like, already very close to maximum water output right. from the Colorado River. They need to start implementing desalinization well, they've in got, San Diego. Yeah, there's so many things that they, they should be doing. You know, the, the uh, desert Arab states, uh, they have much less water than we do, and they do an amazing yeah, job right. on recycling and using gray water in homes. And um, mm-hmm. if we implemented... Half of what they've implemented, we would not have a water problem at all. So it's coming. I know that there's people mm-hmm. I've actually met with people at the city of right. Phoenix, city of Glendale. Mm-hmm. That well, are well, we have a really salt problem. Yeah. So can you all arrange that? Can you arrange a show? Yes, absolutely. Okay, you name a show that you want to do, and she's going to arrange it. That's uh, yes. right. Uh, no, I'm serious. These are all the she's calling me all the time. I want to do this. I want to do that. Just like when you mentioned about the desalinization, you know, there actually is a plant in Carlsbad. California. And I started reading about this about eight, nine years ago because in Tel Aviv, in Israel, these are common. They're all up and down oh, the yeah. coast. Mm-hmm. So I was yeah, really we should intrigued. follow their lead. It was like a billion dollars. And I thought, great. Can you imagine this is going to solve a water issue for half of San Diego? Mm-hmm. Wrong. This billion dollar mm-hmm. plant 
really is just for Carlsbad. Right. And Carlsbad is also Seriously? going through a growth. Yeah, it's a very, you know, you would wow. think that it would. Oh, it's very expensive, very but ex- like water's an right. essential thing. Oh, yeah. So we just need to start investing in it now. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. and there's some cool technologies. I, I just uh, read about uh, a gentleman that's, uh, he's got 100 units that are going on the Indian reservations in here in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's I believe it's solar powered. I'm not 100% sure of that, but it's, uh, it, it takes water out From of the, the air, air. Mm-hmm. and right, can do you know enough for like a family mm-hmm. or more uh, just out of the air. So I mean, there's definitely some cool things that are that are coming. There are, and this is what it takes: is I think people like you, awareness. you know, your yes. awareness. Well, water is something awareness. we have to be proactive right. about. If we're reactive about water, we're going right. to be in a Mad Max. These were here right. saving Literally. the planet right. one, one show, show at, at a time. time, and that's what it's about. I love that Chet always and Martin. We're always, you know, getting excited about awareness. Mm-hmm. And because that's the number one thing. If if people are aware, you're going to be more careful to not shower your hair mm-hmm. or wash your hair too much, you know. Or leave and, the hose running. Or, or how yes. about recycling mm-hmm. in the state of Arizona? All those things yes. are going to help. But realistically, yeah. right. we, with the number of people that are going to move here, we also need more water sources. Of course. And the ocean's the best one of those. I, it, I it agree. Should, it should just be... Something that people are talking about more because if people are talking about it, then the politicians will know. Mm. Okay, that but, but it's chat. A I know people that have that live in a condo where the water is, and they brag about how they take the longest shower because the water is included in what they pay. Right. Okay. So that's well, yeah, really that person's sad. A bozo. Yeah. Well, that's really right, sad right. because you're just you know. It's a waste. It's you're so wasting, and I, I've been there, and I'm like cringing, where like. You know, the water's turned on and they're going over right. here and doing this and that. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I go back and turn it off. But, oh, don't worry. I, I don't pay for that. Or we're in the middle of a drought. <laughs> right. We're in the middle of a 20-year drought. Yeah, but I'm somebody's like, paying for that. I can't hang out with that person anymore because well, that's look, super rude. Well, what you should have done is called them out properly and said, we're in the middle of a big drought just because it doesn't affect you on a personal level because the water comes with your condo. Other people are already feeling the pain from this. Exactly. And I guess that's a very one dimensional viewpoint. Well, it also really starts too also yeah. with, with the you know, publicly held companies. Let's just mm-hmm. say I live right by Andas and you know, the old Borgata. Mm-hmm. You know, that if you go on that property and in all around P V, sorry, a lot of these resorts it, they're like a swamp, and mm-hmm. there's mosquitoes. We have mosquitoes. Oh my gosh, I love that you're saying that. Yes, yes because and, and, too much and, water. and I mean, look, you know, we all like that, you know, the, the sight of the green grass, and mm-hmm. you know, but there are ways to zero scape. But it is right, literally, we have mosquitoes, mm-hmm. giant mosquitoes, and you know, we've never had this up. And I always lived up in Cape Creek, carefree, being, you know, a horse person. Oh, when I was a kid, we never had mosquitoes no. around here. There was and every, it's the golf courses mostly. Yeah, and yeah there's a lot of standing water on the golf but there's, courses. But there's like a de- central, uh, the central corridor. There are yeah. tons of uh, homes that are grandfathered in, and they flood. Oh, the irrigation. The yeah. irrigation. Right. And, I mean, it's more water. You know, you can see one yard is probably more water than I use in a just month. Standing. Like it's Yeah, just yeah, standing yeah, there, just there, sitting there. And and I, there's nothing there's, good about that. Yeah, there's, you know? there's nothing good about there that. There has to be a better way. Of, yes. You know, I mean, in New Mexico, and as a matter of fact, you know, the prop, my, my home, I live a little bit outside of Santa Fe, about 10 minutes. Um, we're, we're all we're all coming in the green rooms. We've gone to you before. It's oh, I'd love to New see Mexico. I'm serious. We're all going. Yes. And, um the Osakias, you know, which is what in the Western lingo you would call an irrigation ditch, um, which dates back to the early 1700s. The Spaniards came up from Mexico. 
um, that runs right through my property. And there I have ancient apricot mm. trees that are were planted oh, forever. Oh wow. So there's a lot of really fascinating history about New Mexico and it's okay, for my birthday. Food. I want to come have yeah. one of these apricots. Well, I want you, you know, look. You know, we're all in this together. I think that's the message that we really all have to do. And and I think that, you know, we all want a finger point. But, like, I'm tempted to call the city Mm -hmm. of of Scottsdale Paradise Valley and just say, really? Like, you know, can't can't we try to, like, tell these people to cut back a little bit? And and with, like, the condo. I just don't like the mosquitoes more than anything. I hate to tell you. Well, and then the condo where there's endless water. Right. That should never be in the agreement. No, absolutely Because that's that's a setup for people to waste. I mean, come on. Mm -hmm. You know, if you get, I mean, not to be rude about, like, somebody being 19 or 17, they're not thinking about those things. Right. So, you know, if it's endless water that you you can just have as much as you can, they're going to. And they're not thinking they're right. going to well. They've are, they've already not, started raising rates, yeah. and I yeah. think that's really Gosh. what it's going to take. Right. Is uh, it, once it starts costing those resorts money, because right now they probably have some grandfathered thing right. where they can use X number millions sure. of gallons, right? And so until those kind of things change, and that's all public policy. Mm-hmm. That's pardon me. Really, when things are going to happen, um, right. you know, the low flush toilets. Uh, I just sure. got two of those. That's Yay. right. Um, even, you know, it, it makes no sense to me that mm-hmm. we don't use our shower water to water our lawns. Like well, we that kind of stuff. That's so true. In New Mexico, yeah. everybody has rain mm-hmm. barrels, you know, because we have, most people have flat roofed homes. Yeah. And we have, you know, like a gutter system and we have rain barrels. And, mm-hmm. and it's, like, it's you just would you not, I mean, you, you just would not have it. You right. know what I mean? There are some people, you know. Mm-hmm. So when it's it, raining outside, should I start, just start putting buckets outside? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, well, there's, there's, right? you can put in what they call cisterns, which yes. uh, my, my nephew uh, builds them in there, you know, 10 to 30,000 right. gallons they can mm-hmm. put on your lawn and you'll never see it, but then you can use it and pump it and water your lawn and that kind of thing. So there's, there's definitely ways to do it, but it's expensive. So it's, it's going to take some time, but again, it, it all, it all so goes to the public policy. And commitment. And there's a gal I really want to have on the show that she has a, yeah. a skin salon in, in, in Old Town and she lives in Old Town mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she ripped up her whole front and backyard mm-hmm. and has put in a fabulous system, you know, rain, with rain barrels and has, you know, a mm. whole, uh, you know, and she actually has a living garden, you know. Mm-hmm. A, okay, I want to go see it. No, I want really, I want her, and she's really took the time and did her research. Wow. She's really committed. And mm-hmm. she said, like, more than one neighbor has walked by and went, oh, I really love what you did to the front yard. Like, wow. not maybe in a positive way, you know, because mm. they were, you know, like, well, you know, what are you doing? You know, I mean, they and don't like it. They don't like it, you know, because it was. It's like not every, traditional. It's not traditional, right? Right. But we have to move on from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we do. We're mm-hmm. we've uh, yeah. I have a garden, so we you know those type of things is what we're going to have to do. Okay, to, but there's also the other side of the coin. Sure. Where as it's getting hotter, because uh, some of the neighborhoods that have uh, trees, and, yeah, and trees and grass, it's much cooler. And oh, so yeah. as we're getting right. hotter, if we do things to take away that – so right. we need to figure out how to save the water that's from the rainfall, save the water from well, the showers. Well, that's the thing. That's exactly what we're talking about. And not right. be wasteful. Right. And not be wasteful. Like you don't need to wash your hair every day mm-hmm. and you don't need to take a two-hour shower. Uh, Owen, do you take a two-hour shower? No. Right. Okay. <laughs> Chet, how, how long are your showers? 
Uh, pretty quick, you know, five mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, and it's 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 a, a focus on that, just like you were saying. It's it's about talking about it. It's about bringing it up into the awareness, right? And uh, bugging politicians, I think, because I wouldn't want to see Arizona where there is there are no trees, there's mm-hmm. no grass, yeah, the and it's all just brown. And I, right. I wouldn't like that. I wouldn't like yeah. that. There, there's so ways there's to con- a, again. There's ways to conserve yeah. water. Whereas mm-hmm. if we do the proper converse, conservation methods, we'll have plenty of water. Uh, there are Arab states that have now gone from a deficit of water to where they actually sell water to their neighbors because they've right. just changed the way that they right. collect mm-hmm. water and deal with water. And it made, just made a huge difference. And this, is, and this is leadership. And, and I think mm-hmm. that, you know, we don't want to get into any politics or anything like that. But it comes down to leadership. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and it's very, especially what the South. Well, we kind of have to. I mean, I don't want to be like Republican or Democrat no. at all. But right. I want to be Well, neither side. Neither side. Is addressing this. Is well, yeah, exactly. Neither side is talking about the water issue or the homeless issue, really. And yeah. those are like the two biggest issues on the horizon for us. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right. But if for people sure. start talking about it, if it's all you start hearing about and like political conversations are you know we're driving towards the edge of a cliff with our water sources we're running out of water and you know we're definitely reaching some kind of a weird point with the number of homeless people the creating a safety issue globally yeah and so those -hmm. should be the top two issues on everybody's agenda and the fact that politicians aren't talking about it should be a big red flag so agree right and i think going back to that like that um the Howard Hughes Corporation and Jerry Colangelo are involved in the West Buckeye. As far mm-hmm. as just that must be, I, I, it's an, un, I think, unincorporated area. That they are planning this 3,000 home sustainable development. Really? Oh, that's yeah, awesome. no, this has been about a year really? and a half or so. That mm-hmm. the, I want to get yeah, Jerry has, on the show sometime. Jerry yes. Colangelo on the oh, show. Oh, he'd be great. Okay, he because be great. I have a lot of friends that are friends with him, but I never met him before. You know, everyone's like, oh, you know, everybody. I don't he know Jerry Colangelo. I'd like to meet him. <laughs> yeah, he would be great. But so. I think this development. So I'll, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, next time I'll bring some more information and we'll kind of see what, you know, what the requirements are and what they truly are doing for oh, a sustainable development. Yeah, the West, the West Valley love. is doing some amazing things. Uh, there's, there's uh, the city governments out there are really trying to be proactive, not only with water, but electricity, because mm-hmm. uh, they're driving a lot of the jobs right. that are coming Gosh. here that you mentioned earlier. Right. A lot of those jobs are coming in on the West Valley. And, you know, you've got that huge mm-hmm. Taiwanese uh, chip right. plant that's coming in right, right. on the, on the, the, Deer one, Valley, the yeah, the Deer Valley. Right. Uh, but uh, even uh, further surprise right. um just as you come in on the 10 from you know yeah. and you know you're coming in from california mm-hmm. or exiting it you know that whole area looks like you know riverside county <laughs> well in, uh, I, just, just shortly before this uh <clears throat> podcast today i had a window company i'm not gonna say the name uh come out to do some measuring because i have a Two, just two glass that need to be uh, replaced because it, they're compromised. Right? See, you know, if it's raining, there's a little um, sure. humidity coming mm-hmm. in or whatever, right, right. so the seals are broken. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, it's interesting with this company. This is the third time they've come out to measure. The first time it was like, okay, they, they're trying to like sell me more, sell me more. And then the second time, uh, it was okay. We're measuring for the final thing, and then I thought they were done and they were going to give me a bid. Then they said, oh no, we really need to do the true true measurements. And I was like, what? This is the third time. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And so then that third guy comes out and he says, well, we gave you, they're always upselling oh, and yeah. then they're adding more. So what? he says, well, no, that last bid or the bid we just sent you, that's for a vinyl frame, not aluminum. 
And I said, vinyl? I've never heard. Have you heard of vinyl? Yes, mm-hmm. Okay. And so uh, he said, well, a lot of people for sustainability reasons are going to vinyl frames. So then this guy that's worked for the company for 40 years, I'm not going to say the company or his name, he says, well, but if it was my home, I'd want aluminum. And I said, well, my front door, my sliding glass doors are new. What are those? And he says, those are aluminum. And I said, well, what are the, what are the pros and cons of getting the vinyl? He said, well, the vinyl's not going to last as long. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not sustainable, number one. Right. right. And then number two, he says, because it's flexible, there's something more sustainable about it. But yet, he said, I wouldn't do it on my home because then you're going to get cracks in the stucco right. <laughs> and leaks. And I'm like, that's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I said, okay, let's call the whole thing off. And that's why I was running a little bit late today and a little bit stressed because I'm like, I don't even want to replace any of the windows or anything with this company. Right. I'm starting with something new. So I was really so you do development. Do you know anything about this vinyl uh, frame? No, no, but I wouldn't say I, uh, no, I, I don't know that I can really get into about the vinyl, but okay. I think yep. um there's a lot better methods that we could be building homes here, you know, also. Okay. And, and we've all seen it and you know, fortunately we live in a climate here that mm-hmm. doesn't get so cold but certainly so hot. Well but, so to be continued, let, let's yeah. let's do some let's research on that because that. I'm I'm curious. How is right. it more sustainable? Which one's better? I, I do not believe vinyl is more sustainable no, in any way. Right? Right? I think that guy was trying to sell right. you a load of hooey. Right? right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Aluminum is recyclable. Glass and aluminum are, are both the most recyclable right. things that we use. And Thank so, you. Uh, that would be the the thing I would want my uh, windows to be. And they were coming out. Vinyl is poisonous. It's plastic. It's it's not it's not sustainable. And you know that cute little old granny that's gonna be like, okay, honey, and just Mm -hmm. write out the check or hand them their credit card because. Well, that's why you have to be informed. Exactly. That is why. Because there's a lot of people now that we call it. I was in the environmental chemistry world, and we called it greenwashing, Mm -hmm. where people are touting their products as safer, more environmentally responsible than the last crap that we sold you. That kind of stuff. It's 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 a it's a big issue, and that's why you have to educate yourself. You have to ask questions. Like you're you're great at just asking everybody you know questions. And when you find the experts that have have actually had some experience, yes, you get the information. Yeah, and and then in the end, I said to the guy, I said. Well, on those three windows that we started this project out with, if we just replace the glass, those aluminum frames that are already there, they're fine. Those look great. Yeah. I don't need to have a European vacation replacing <laughs> these things. Right. Right. If you're trying to put it into vinyl now, and I said, let's just replace that glass. But when he left, I thought, I don't want this company. I'm mm-hmm. going to start over. <laughs> yeah, you probably should. <laughs> yeah. If they're telling you that vinyl is more sustainable than aluminum, yeah. I'm yeah. thinking you might want to try something new. So yeah. in this world we just have one chance to make it the best it can be mm-hmm. right Absolutely. unless you believe in reincarnation then right. the sky's the limit <laughs> here right now and, and we have five minutes mm-hmm. i want each of us to go through with how we are trying to make a difference and how we're going to try to make it better let's start with chat um i would say you know just through making music that's like why i got into making music because it had such a profound effect on me. Every time I'm having a bad day, I put a certain song on that'll lift my mood. Um, or I really listen to music all the time, and you know, different genres, different artists, depending on my mood. But um, the way that a, the right song can fix a bad day—that's mm-hmm. like the real thing that made me want to start making music. And so, so you know, true. And uh, that's why I, I'm really obsessed with it. And I put, you know my heart and soul into every single uh, gig that I get. And, um, yeah, I would say 
I don't know. I'm just lucky that what I do for fun is also like how I make a living. So yeah, I love it. I love it. Yay. And music is healer. And mm-hmm. and if we look at it, you know, music is part of our tribal existence. And, uh, you know, there are so many therapeutic modalities. When you go to a spa, mm-hmm. immediately the music oh. takes you into mm-hmm. one place. When we travel, what is the first thing? We look for food because we have to eat. And then entertainment, yeah. music, you know. Yeah, well, I love all art forms. Music just happened to be the one that I am able to produce. And that it actually yes. also happens to be my favorite. So I got lucky that I got that roll of the dice. But, yes. you know, I also love... You know, painting and movies and visual art, all types of art. So yeah, so um, you need to come to New Mexico. So what? What I would like to know: what is the the first music that you heard that as a child that oh, inspired you? That that really that you felt connected to and, and felt deeply had a connection that said, "I want to do, I want to be part of this." Was it my music or your dad's music? <laughs> I, know. No, I would say like the first uh, pick, pick, pick. genres that I got obsessed with were classic rock and hip hop, mm. like those. Those are both mine. Okay. No, they're not. Yeah, your dad was like <laughs> Frank Sinatra with classic rock. Yeah, in '30s and '40s. No. <laughs> trying Just to take kidding. credit for no Just reason. Just kidding. I, I, the hip hop that I found, I basically found like through friends. Um, but yeah, I would say those are like the two genres that affected me the earliest. Um, like the and song. you grew up in a home with music that yeah, was the, on. Yeah, the you song know, uh, "Magic Carpet Ride" by Steppenwolf. The yeah. way those chords. Oh, yeah. Are, yeah. I, cause I always, whenever I'm writing a song, I always feel those chords first. Right. I think it's partially from that song, um, "Cashmere" by Led Zeppelin. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The way those chords. Those are the grow. building blocks of modern music. Right. Yeah, yeah so I like to find bass lines in my songs that like really like catch your ear and get stuck in your head like that and yeah. just make you, you know, feel an emotion, whether that's, like, that feeling of, like, you know, power or might, whatever it is, confidence. Um, so, it. and my favorite classic rock songs and my favorite hip-hop songs definitely have elements of that. So I'd say that was probably my, like, the first genres and artists and songs that inspired me. Well, I love that you mentioned Led Zeppelin because Robert Plant, Led Zeppelin, um, like, I, I think every one of his... All the songs are genius. Mm-hmm. So diverse. So, you know, so yes. with Alice Very different. Yeah. So, you, you'll never see him the same. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. It, it's incredible. Like, I, I, I think they're they're the, one of the never Well, yeah, their whole discography is epic. Cashmere, mm-hmm. I think, is just, like, one of the most epic songs mm-hmm. of all time. Like, Chet would yeah. come out to pitching to Cashmere, and I, I don't, that's so indelible for me. Oh, what yeah, about you, Martin? What right. would you say? So, is well, your... it's interesting. I, I had I've had a very interesting roller coaster of a music because when I was very very young, I had one of those little uh, record players that you put up and down, mm-hmm. and and I listened to all my mom's old records and my my grandmother uh, and grandfather's sure. old records. So it was yeah, Hank Williams Senior. Yeah, it was uh, oh, early man. Elvis Presley. There was a couple it's of the bands. Best way to to music. Oh yeah, so, uh, you know Buck Owens, yeah, Buddy, me too, yeah. Buddy Rich, I think. Right. Um, just like Waylon Jennings, like really the like the the standards. And then I went straight from there into the Phoenix Boys Choir, and it was just classical music. Um, you know that. Mozart and Bach and Beethoven, and you know toured the world singing in these amazing Gothic churches, singing all this amazing you know wow. ancient music. Um, and then into high school. I really didn't I, I, I didn't know much about modern music. I really hadn't listened to the Beatles or Led Zeppelin or anything like that. I um you I remember I remember sitting Oh, I was such a nerd. <laughs> I remember sitting in the back of science class and the the star quarterback sitting next to me 
and it's me, and his name was Kenny. And he goes, hey, man, you, you, you were just chit-chatting and stuff. It was my first – I think it was like the first week of school, and I'd never met him before. And he's like, hey, you like Leonard Skinner? And I'm like, yeah, he's okay. And then he was just like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't. I had no idea who Leonard Skinner was until later. But I found out. And then really spent I, – I, I was very grateful. I had some friends who were just music files and really share – like they knew that I, I told them, I, I don't know what uh, any of this is. Share it with me. So they did. We would sit down and we would listen to album after album after album after album. And they would know the history or you know who the players were and what their influences were. And just mm-hmm. – so I learned a lot by that. And I still have the same situation today there uh, with the band. The, our, my bandmates, all of them know more about music than I do. Uh, and they are always bringing in music like a new band and a new song that was in the you know super big hit in the nineties so, so that I never. Owen heard of. says we have one minute left. Okay, so right. uh, we uh, have to cut it. Okay, I'm just going to say Led Zeppelin, Queen, and uh, what was my last one? Uh, I can't think of it. So that's okay. Those are two good ones. The, the, right. So Led Zeppelin, <laughs> Queen, and there was one more that's my favorite. The who? But Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone. Sure, sure. So we will have to talk about this next time. We have lots to, be, to talk about yeah. this. Yay. So saving the planet. One, one show, show at a time. time.